Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals, and they're about to make that very clear. So just kick back and hang with them, because you've earned it. We're here. Episode 11. Episode 11. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Walking Blind Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm also Mike. If, uh, if you're listening to us on, on iTunes... Uh, please give us a review. Uh, if you rad, if it's a five star review, it helps us. Uh, if you're on YouTube, um, which chances are you probably not? <laughs> but <laughs> we've seen our numbers. Like, yeah. comment, and subscribe, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, uh, we're trying. To, we're trying to build this thing. So please help us. Help us. Yeah, it would be really cool if you guys listened and then told your friends to listen to us. We'll mm-hmm. uh, we'll do our best to make it as interesting as possible when we talk about non interesting <laughs> things. <laughs> So yeah, man. Yeah. Episode eleven, we made it. We made it. We made it over the hump. Yeah. You know, I've noticed I can't speak lately. I've been like, even like when I'm in classes or teaching or whatever the case may be, like I've been stumbling over my words. That's because you have lots on your mind. I I guess. Yeah. Like, I've found myself like I've literally found myself going like, I, I, how do I pronounce that word? And then I can't. <laughs> I can't. It won't come out of my mouth. Yeah. I don't I, know how to feel about it. Tired, <laughs> tired. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I, I think it's because you've had a lot, like, a lot on your head, on your, a lot of my mental, on your brain, a lot of my mental. Yeah. Well, that being said, let's hit it with the MPHC for this week, the Mike Perez health check. How are you doing? I'm doing well today. 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 Yeah. Um, should I go into an alcohol? We could, I mean, you could give the basics and we can talk about it a little bit later right. afterwards, but, uh, so, um, I'm a base, I moved on from, uh, from the job I was at. And so, uh, we're filming this on Monday 
which normally I would be working an overnight shift, which was always rough for me. I'm not not really that much of a night person, I don't think. I'm more of a morning person. Even then, you're not really. <laughs> Even yeah. But um Oh, do you just watch watch now and be on time to things? Because I'm not going to bed like super late consistently. I kind of thought that you had like a really good excuse to be late to stuff, and now you're just <laughs> shit out of luck. <laughs> no, watch. I'm gonna show up to stuff, dude. I like, I like, I like, dude. I was like floating out of bed this morning <laughs> at like 4:30 a.m. or whatever it was, 4:15. Um, but anyway, so men- mentally, I feel I I feel good because I felt like I felt like uh, I just feel like there's the new the new stress that's gonna enter my life. It's a little bit more. It's like more manageable, I think. Right. Um. And I'm just excited to like. I feel like I have in that meantime, I have like more freedom to do some things. Like uh, I was mentioning, how I want to like. I'm like trying to dedicate like actual time to like trying to grow this pocket <laughs> on my end. I I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just gonna try <laughs> to be more on social media, I guess. Um. And uh, I don't know. Just try to do things for me. Um. Just because, uh, yeah, I felt like I was, it was getting pretty bad there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel better. I feel I, I'm I'm tired now. Uh, I should have taken a nap today, and I didn't. But I feel good. So, yeah, that's me. Where are you at? Um, you know, I I'm kind of I'm kind of in like a I'm still in a strange place in my life. Um, but I feel like. I'm starting to figure it out. Like it's hard. It's hard to to really like talk about it without talking about it. Yeah. But it's one of those things where, um, like, there's like like you said, there's so much going on on like and that are like big things on such multi levels. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's yeah, it's 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 going to get better. Yeah. Um, well, and you, I mean, I mean, even though you've been you've been at your new job for how long now? Six months because I started right around maybe seven months because I started that new job right around the time that you started yours. Really? Yeah. Because I had just switched. And remember when you started your new job, I was going through all of my credentialing Mm. and stuff when you were first starting. So, yeah. Um, And I mean, you know, like I think that uh, a big thing with everything going on, um, work, home, life this ten thousand eleven thousand dollar roof <laughs> that I just got uh, fixed on the house um, I think that there's like a one of the silver linings that came from it or that's coming from everything combined is like um, I'm back to looking at like the bigger picture mm. that I that I kind of always did before and then I kind of lost sight of for a while and I think that you know, we were talking today, we've been, um, <clears throat> I've been sending Mike videos and pictures of different, um, studios and spaces, um, different ideas because we, we really want to, um, want to find a way to take you guys out of the living room <laughs> and, uh, you know, we want to do something, uh, I, I guess on a larger scale, yeah. um, just because, and, and I mean, here's the deal, like this podcast right now, we're on episode 11. It's still young. You know, we have you know, a, a really so- small, but solid listener base that do listen to us and rock with us every week. Yeah. Right. And so this to me, I guess to me, it's less about like, Hey, let's find a way to monetize this show and like make it life, you know, 
for me, it's more about like, hey, let's do this creative process that we can build up into something that we love to do. Yeah. You know, make it look good, and then make it look good. Like we don't, you know, we want to have more than eight viewers on our on our YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> we get it; it's one camera angle. It's just two semi good looking guys staring at a camera uh, with their gray in their hair and their sultry brown skin. Still, still gray. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, it's yeah. So I, I and plus I just got back from um, a weekend with the boys. Uh, we took a little Vegas trip with like some of like my like real close homies. You were supposed to be there, but um, yeah, my situations, um, especially with you know it being your last days and everything, just didn't work out. Yeah, my last my last day was originally going to be the 27th, which was Thursday. Um, but then that's why I just finished my normal. Cause I would, I would have worked just like basically Thursday is like my Monday. And so they're like, can you, if you're going to work that day, you might as well, can you just finish your, yeah, can you <laughs> your, just weekend? Do your week? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, so I guess, yeah. Moving on from the MPHC segment, I guess let's, let's talk about your, your job situation because i know i know that this has been like we've been cryptic but not so cryptic that you can't figure it out if you really listen to the show mm-hmm. um but you know we we were trying we were just discussing the job the position what it is what it's done you know kind of the pros and cons of everything that that led you to this the decision to really walk away mm-hmm. you know um so I mean, you don't have to disclose everything, but like how much of that do you want to talk about? Uh, well, so, ba- okay. So first <laughs> off, I think, I think the, like what the organization is doing is awesome. Like they're taking, they're taking, uh, they're taking in kids, uh, from the foster system, uh, kids who've had issues with court, but there's also like, they also will even take in kids who are like seeking emancipation from their parents. So it's not just like, entirely kids who have like issues but the group that we had um those kids were all they all they all court ordered and stuff and so um it was just it's just uh it's just difficult like i know that um especially at our at our agency they had a hard time uh with hiring hiring new um like staff because we were we were pretty we were pretty uh we were pretty short-staffed pretty much the entire time i was there and, um, you know, I feel like I, like I worked a lot <laughs> while I was there, but so did mo- so did a lot of my coworkers. Like it was, it was hard on everyone. It was hard on everyone. Um, and for me, like, I thought like this was, this has been a good experience for me because like, especially like doing social work, like I was a, I was a, I was a residential counselor. So I worked with the social workers and or the mental health specialist that they had and so we kind of know what their plan was and then my job was mostly just being with the kids and redirecting behavior and so which is good because that's kind of like seeing what clients i could potentially get at ground level and like being with them like (laughs) instead of just giving like instead of working like goals and plans for them to do and then like moving on to the next person i'm like i'm there i was there with, with the kids so it was it was cool in that sense. It was difficult in that sense, just because I'm not used to like. I think we talked about this before on the on one like another one of our uh, episodes where 
you know, I'm used to people wanting, like wanting to make a change in their life or at least having questions about their, you know, what's going on in their right. life. And then I like being a part of that process. I like being able to help them, uh, you know, point them to resources or, or find to find, uh, you know, professional help. And so that's always been what I've been used to. And so this was very different because these kids don't want to be, they want to be kids. They don't want to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to talk to anyone really. It's different when, when people come to you versus people having to talk to yeah. you, you know? Um, so the, yeah, the dynamic immediately changes. The right. scenario immediately changes. And then, you know, you're left with a kid that's already upset that they're there. And then now I have to, I have to fucking talk to this old man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and, I, and I'm so, and so for me, like, I thought I did well with like, you know, obviously, you know, being in like the scene we were in, like I've seen violence, I've seen like outbursts, I've seen like people, uh, act and react poorly to things. Like I've seen that. <clears throat> I wasn't used to seeing it coming from like, you know, <laughs> some like 13 year old, like just punching out TVs and stuff or yeah. like, um, like, uh, at our facility, anytime uh, a kid leaves the premises basically without permission. It's considered an a wall, and it's like a like it basically like running away, and so we have to report it like a mis like a missing child case. And so there's like a whole process we have to do. There's paperwork we have to do with it, and so like I wasn't used to having to like call like the poli <laughs> police police yeah. on a missing kid. Like, you know? What is this process? What's yeah, I was like, oh. what's the number to nine one one? Yeah, and you know I felt like this was like a learning thing for me because I. I had to call, instead of calling 911, we called, uh, you know, like the city, right. you know, the department and stuff. And so, um, I don't know. It was just, it was a, it was an experience for me that I will never, <laughs> I will never forget. Um, I really, I really like my staff there, you know, and I, and I felt bad for everyone. Like even our, the higher ups at the positions, cause it's like, there's not much they could do cause they, it, nobody wants to work right now. Like nobody wants to work. So, um, so they were asking kind of a lot from everybody, right? And so um, I just, I wanted to give it, I always, I always wanted to give it at least six months um, if, and before I kind of figured out, if, okay, is this is where I wanna stay another six months and kind of go from there. But also a big, uh, big factor in my deciding to move on is because uh, when I originally got hired there, hi hired there, I thought I was gonna be able to kind of get settled and then start my master's program. That was the original plan. But since I've been there, I haven't even thought about school. I don't, I don't want to do school. Like as it's, as, as it was standing, like I was so just focused on like, like the day, to, day to day, like survival that yeah. I didn't care. There's no other thoughts yeah, other than like coffee this weekend. Yeah. And like, and then maybe like, like it was like, thank God for like the podcast and for burner state and the NBR, like having, like having th things coming up because it, it really helped me mentally, but, um, yeah. So I just, I realized that like, you know, it's already here. I'm coming up on six months and I haven't even, like, I don't want to do school. Basically what I, what I was thinking. And so that's when I kind of decided, I think I'm going to put in my two weeks and, um, uh, my boss was very understanding. Um, and, uh, and so it was like, it was a good, it was a good, um, it was a good, I guess, transition out, you know, I thought, you know, again, I know like how, like with the, like the state of, of the state it's in, like it sucks to leave. It sucks when they leave, you know, I, it, it's a, I remember when hearing people taking off, it was, it was, uh, it was a big bummer. So 
but everybody understood and everybody was really supportive of me and stuff. And so that was cool. They're like, you got out. How'd you do it? Yeah. <laughs> you, you haven't even been here that long. How'd you do it? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I will say like one of the, one of the funnier or cool things was, um, so the whole time I've been there, I have not told them about no bragging rights. Okay. And so, uh, was that, and so, well, um, and the, the reason was cause like I had a cool conversation with one of my professors when I was still in my under, like doing my undergrad. And I remember bringing this up and saying like, Hey, when should I talk about that? Should I, should I be a talking point when I, you know, connect with kids and stuff? And she said, uh, she's like, yeah, yes, that could be a very strong talking point, but also I would encourage you, especially when your first couple jobs or positions to try to use what you've learned first before having to lean on that. Cause that's like a pretty cool thing to lean on. Yeah, that's fair. You know? And so I, I like, I, that stuck with me. And so, um, I did my internship and I went all the way until my last day until my, until the principal outed me. I was a, I was a counselor at a school and the principal on my last day outed me. And, uh, and so that was, that was interesting <laughs> having to explain to them like, Oh yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I used to, used to play in a hardcore band. It's true though. Like you have kids, kids, especially younger kids are going to look at that. Like, like it doesn't matter if you made money on tour or not, or if you're making a living or not, just the fact that like you're a dude that has toured in a band or you've been on stage and you are the singer, you know, whatever the case may be, just the fact that you did that is like, it's a huge, like, Oh, okay. You know? So I, I kind of like the concept of like, yeah, don't, don't tell them. It's hard, especially when you want to connect with them. But, I, I, I felt I, I took it as like a challenge. Like I was like, I need, I can find other ways to connect. And so I knew like, you know, the kids, um, they're really into like, like music and hip hop and stuff. So every now and then I'd try to have conversations and I came, I, I wanted, I'd want to, um, I would come about as like wanting them to tell me why they liked what they like. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And also, and this is like kind of, I think this is more of a reason why I never brought it up either. I just assumed they were going to find out. Like eventually they would just figure yeah. it out. Yeah. They have access to the internet, you know, like they have phones and stuff or most. Or. What are, are you the first thing that comes up when you Google Mike Perez? I Probably it. not. Let's see. I'm not even, I'm not, it's not even me on, uh, <laughs> on, on Spotify. Spotify. So the first thing that comes up is Mike Perez, the, the Cuban boxer, mm-hmm. which is fair. Uh, and then you have, uh, Mike Perez stats for baseball. Apparently, he's a pitcher that bats right. Uh, I didn't know that. I know there's a Mark a Martin Perez who actually kind of looks like me. Kind of a trip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him. Yeah, even my mom. <laughs> my mom was like, "Whoa." Yeah, you you don't you don't show up anywhere on the Google search for Mike Perez. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought they'd find me like on Instagram or something or. Um, Cause they found one of my, they found my coworker that the one that I work with most of the time. Oh, okay. So they found her. And so I was like, oh shoot. And I remember I actually put my, <laughs> I put my profile on private, but um, I don't know. I just always thought like, you know, if they're going to find out, they're going to find out. And right. so I just, it was never like a pressing thing to like, just share. And also I didn't really think they'd care that much. I don't know why. And so on my very last day, I made it a point to like show them. And so, uh, I had it's just it's just like four boys. So I don't come into like a living room, and I just brought up, I brought up the breaking point video, 
And uh, I just, I didn't even say anything. I was just like, hey, I want to show you guys something. So I played it. And it was funny because, like, one of the kids, like, right away, you could tell he was just like, no way. Like, he, yeah. you know, one of the kids, like, it took him a while, but once he, like, pieced Like, there. put two and two together that, hey, that's yeah. you. <laughs> He's like, I don't like this kind of music. And then, like, he realized, yeah. It was, it was cool. I wish I could have videotaped it because, but I feel like, you know, facility for children, like, it's, or minors, probably not a good idea to videotape. So, <laughs> but it was cool. But anyway, all in all, I learned a lot. It was it was difficult for sure. The hours were rough. Um, again, it's like a it's a situation I wasn't used to. I'm not used to like really like crazy environments like that. Like right. my my upbringing was pretty chill. Actually, very chill. I think. <laughs> well, compared yeah, compared to this. Um, but like, yeah, like. Holes and walls are common. They're like a common thing, you know. Broken windows. Now, who patches those holes in the walls? Do you patch? They them? have a. They have like a crew. They have a guy. Yeah, we have. All we have to do is like whenever something breaks, we just fill out a, a form, like what needs to be fixed and why, and then we submit it, and then they have someone come in and it's handled like pretty quickly. Interesting. Yeah, and they yeah they do like restitutions basically. Like they have to it comes out of their allowance. They get an allowance, which is. Cool. So, but is there their allowance though? Like, let's say a kid punches a thirty-two inch flat screen, do they make enough allowance to cover that? Or no. Like, <laughs> okay. No, they get. I mean, it's very. I mean, their allowances aren't very big, but it as something comes out to the, at least it's noticeable for the kids, especially when they're you know when you're young, you don't have money, anything. It's very like it's all noticeable. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, definitely not enough to like keep them from doing it but uh you know i <clears throat> i was gonna bring this up um actually when i was talking about like what i was what i've been going through my mental health check because i i came across this today and it fit but then it also kind of fits with your situation with the kids mm-hmm. um so there's a quote that said sometimes you have to make peace with the fact that you're the villain in someone else's story even if you thought you were doing the right thing mm-hmm. you don't get to tell them how to narrate their experience so it kind of it's fitting because for these kids, you're like, Hey, I'm here to help you. And for them, you're basically a nice jailer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, that dynamic is tough to deal with. And then plus your hours that you were working and the, um, <clears throat> you know, going, my, <laughs> I was going to say both my eyes were twitching for like months. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, and so we would talk about like our, our Sunday morning, you know, coffee or Saturday morning coffee and like our little therapy sessions with me, you and Martin. Um, and like a lot of the times, like it was me and Martin sitting back, just like holding the, the Mike Perez special, <laughs> with like a straw in my mouth, just listening to your stories. Like, damn, <laughs> I never yeah. use names anyone from, from my yeah. work yeah i couldn't tell you anybody's names over yeah. there or yeah. anything but i don't think i told i don't think you guys i've never told you guys the facility's name did i no yeah. the only thing you told us about the facility which i'm gonna i'm gonna out right now mm. is that you were embarrassed to drive their minivan <laughs> but i'm but i'm not no no, no. okay hold on is that <laughs> I just remember, I was like, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> You're like, what are you talking about? Okay, so so they have, they have two minivans. Okay. 
an old one and an older one. <laughs> like, I feel I felt so bad. These are high school high school kids, and they have to like roll up in <laughs> in this van. So I kind of I would try to make a joke out of it. I yeah. was just like, ooh, just like high performance machine. Let's name it. And they're like, just like, oh. <laughs> they're like no. Um, and so like I'd kind of like make a joke of it or something or like anytime like I try to like push it past forty, I'm like. Ooh, you guys feel that? Ooh, you feel that shake? And they're like, no, like, don't do that. <laughs> and so, you know, I, especially with the boys, it's like, you know, whatever. It's like fun. But, you know, uh, I had dropped off the kids at the, I think it's school or something or appointment. So I was driving back and on the way back, there was a Starbucks. And so I parked, you know, I parked kind of away. I don't want anyone to dent the, <laughs> dent the company, yeah. dent the company the van. Yeah. And so... You know, I thought it was a safe distance away. And um, as I was walking out of the van, there's these two ladies walking in my direction. And it was the first time I was genuinely embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like I can be like, this is from my, this isn't it's mine. Work, work vehicle. This is my work vehicle. <laughs> this isn't mine. <laughs> but uh, first off, don't worry about the kids getting out. <laughs> No, that made, that's what made it worse. There was no kids. Oh, you were just by yourself. I was by myself. I dropped them off. I was just making a quick stop before I went back to the facility. Amazing. And so I was just like, and I'm not gonna be like, you know, this isn't. Yeah. This isn't mine. Because <laughs> you just instantly look worse. Yeah. That's trying to defend it. That's not mine. I drive a Camry. I wish I could say I like walked, like just owned it and kept walking, but I was just like, <laughs> like checking my phone. I was like, mm. Act like you don't see them. They I should. Don't, I don't I see them. They don't see me. I should have, uh, I should have like went around like, yeah, I think it's the car that hit me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, but it was, I mean, there was, it, for as wild as it was, there was, a, there were some cool moments and I had some good talks with the boys and, um, yeah, it was, it's, I mean, teen years are tough and situations they're, they're in and, you know, it's uh, it can be sad, but um, I don't know. The facility's doing good work. Like they're they <laughs> they are doing as they're doing the best they can, and it's it's hard because yeah. it's like you know, in a perfect world, you have you have fully staff uh, things be fully staffed, and there's more things you'd be allowed to do with the kids. It's, there's just certain things that you can't do with this population, and it's a bummer. But um. It was still fun. I got to go to Not Scary Farm with them. Um, Which now knowing that you're scared of everything is pretty shocking. I can handle Not Scary Farm. (laughs) 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 Anyway, so yeah. So now, um, yeah. So now I feel, uh, I feel like I'm happy I did it. Like, I I feel like it was good for me to do that. and uh, you know, I don't think I think it'll look pretty good on my resume moving forward. Um, definitely learned a lot of things, and so now, uh, yeah, now I'm just looking at master's programs, and then uh, back at Daily Brew Coffee Shop. Nice morning shift. First I've been, yeah. Nice. I, uh, today was my today was my first shift, um, and I just worked a short shift just to kind of get you know see if I still knew how. Mm-hmm. It was. Now, did you do the morning Adele check? I didn't because, and I'm going to, but because I've had a couple of my Adele checks taken down. Oh yeah. Like if you look on my page, there's like, it doesn't look, 
it feels like there should be way more. It's because there was. And they got. They all got copy, copyright. Yeah. So I think what I have to do is like when it's not Adele and it's clear it's not Adele, I need to cut it quick. But what if it is Adele and then you get a copyright claim on Adele? It's worth it. Okay. I'll know. Yeah. Facts. I'll know. I'll repost it without audio or something or I'll sing. <laughs> I'll sing the audio. Behind it. Um, but yeah. But it, for for anyone dying to know, it was not Adele today. It was. Uh, I think it was like the noise that I think it was like something. Mm pretty cool though wait so then what's what's your shift now are you are you gonna be abandoning the brew boys no on the weekends oh um i'm not let's see i basically have saturdays off saturdays off for sure and then i think i'm just i don't know i think i'm there i think i'm gonna be there like sunday through i don't know but the latest i'll be off is like 1 30 and then on some occasions I'll be, I can, I can be off as early as like nine okay, or le- probably 11. But, um, I mean, yeah, Saturdays I'm off. All right. So we will still, we will still meet. So this is, uh, this is, uh, this marks the death of an era, um, <laughs> you know, for, uh, for Mike and his, uh, his his first grown up job, yeah. <laughs> it kicked the shit out of me. <laughs> Life sucks. Life got bleak. So real real quick, I I had to ask you. I don't I don't know if you've been keeping up or not. Have you been keeping up with Book of Boba Fett? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say this right now. Episode five was like the greatest the great you can't you can't beat it you can't beat it and yeah i think i've only seen two episodes dude well i how much longer do we have left but no i still haven't seen last week's episode of peacemaker okay let's get to questions let's get to questions because you need to see that episode um all right, so we have some other questions that we're going to read out to you guys. I am really bad at keeping track of names, so I'm sorry. <laughs> it was rough. It was in the yeah. We we're trying to pull them off the live and yeah. Um, so let's start here. Uh, is it ever hard to write encouraging music when life isn't easy? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. But at the same time, I think. Uh, I feel like I've said this before. I, I really lean into it as much like, like again, it, some of the topics we talk about are like are hard topics to talk about. Like there, there's not a whole lot of silver lining in them. So I guess in a way it's almost kind of fun to try to pull out what you can. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm a believer that like, yeah, some things just suck and that's fine. Like I, like, uh, M- MBR has songs that don't resolve. Right. We have songs that don't resolve. Uh, our song "Downhearted" doesn't resolve. Yeah, it's there's no real positive in, in that song. Um, I know there's others, but uh, but if if it doesn't resolve, at least I'm hoping that it at least sparks conversation. And so that's like that's like the hope, you know. So I don't I don't go in like thinking like oh this has to be positive somehow, like how do I turn someone taking their own life into something positive? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. think like that. I just think of like, write about what it is and try to find an angle of how to write about it. You know, uh, this was like perspective of like, cause I, it, I tried to, 
I try to like, you know, put myself in like, Oh, you know, uh, you know, trying to, I got a degree in social work at some point. I, I hope to do like therapy, like clinical therapy kind of stuff and, and speaking with people. And, and so, uh, the weight is like talking to like, almost like I'm talking to the daughter of someone who had taken their life, right. you know? And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult, but I think it's easier when you're just, you try to just be as real as you can about the topic and like, like lean into how bad it is, whatever you're writing about. And then from there, once everything is like pretty black and white for those things, then you can try to pull, if, if there's anything to pull from, maybe pull something that could be a strength in, that, in a, a situation like that, whether it's something that you hope could be a strength or something that you've seen be a strength in the past. Like there's, that's what makes writing fun. There's so many angles you can, you can pull from like a theme or, you know, yeah. a topic. <clears throat> I get that. I mean, for... for in, in my perspective, like when it came to Creative Void and it came to writing Creative Void songs, like it was that band was always a positive band, you know, like even though it was heavy, even though it was aggressive, like we the, the overall like end message was always positive mm -hmm. just because of like, you know, kind of where we were in life and like the trying to adapt that thinking. Um, I was I was a really I was kind of a douche back then. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but like still I wanted to like try like you said, find that perspective where things could be positive. Right. Um, <laughs> torture culture <laughs> is a completely like this new record. And I kind of approached with like, I want it to be just like pissed, like the mentality of like, you know what? Just fuck it. You know? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and like, I feel like, out of that EP, like maybe two songs have a resolution and the rest just don't, you know? Um, so yeah, I, but I also, I also think that like, it very much goes into how you're feeling when you're writing. Um, and sometimes, you know, with the intention of saying like, I don't want to show the positive side of this for me anyways, but I also, I approach writing like, um, like I I won't, I kind of write differently. I want to tell like a narrative instead of like you know you have bands that are like Kublai Khan right where it's just in your face straight to the point yeah. aggressive right and then you have other bands that like like no bragging rights where lyrically you might be telling the exact same story that they're telling on this record but you're doing it in a way that's like third person point of view perspective artistic like you know um so i i like like martin was making fun of me when we started working on the torture culture stuff and i was like yeah you know like i want to i want this to be angry and pissed and more to the point but i still like telling a story and yeah. martin would just walk through the hallways of the studio going like i was just a boy but now i'm a man <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> shit like that <laughs> um, and then it like made me take everything less serious, but yeah, just, you know, it, it definitely, it's all kind of in mindset and you know, where your head is at in your head spaces and really kind of goes back to what we said last week, like positivity is a choice, right? right? So, and that kind of applies to songwriting, like you said, 
you don't you can't necessarily just make light of suicide depression stuff like that but you can find a way to put that positive spin on things yeah let's yeah. make some music great you'd never know dude yeah. i think i think lionheart has like a lot of like awesome mental health yeah. themes and stuff and you know I've, I've seen a couple people like kind of point that out but it's like like i'm surprised they're not more like in the forefront of that yeah and i was just like dude he's talking about you get uh <laughs> should get the boys on the show get rob. hey rob rob you want to uh Come hang out with us and let us know. Rob brought us uh, a, like a little care package. We came through, I think we were like in Sacramento. And he rolled through. Just has like little, because we were, you know, we were, we were passing through on tour and they were, they were home. And he just came by. He had like, I don't even know, like deodorant. I think like Red Bulls and like socks and like yeah. different like snacks and stuff. I was like, what the? That's sick. What the <laughs> fuck? Fucking rad. They're good dudes, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on. Uh, is returning to the road an exciting idea, or does that make you nervous? Mm. It's a, it'd be it's a, it would be exciting if I knew that like we could all do it and like there wouldn't be any consequences to us. Yeah. Up and <laughs> up and going. Um, the thought of leaving for longer than a month would be very that would probably probably make me spiral i think yeah but um i mean I, it would be cool to do like small runs you know like do like two weeks or something yeah um i was gonna say do like a month but like i realized that's I, my old that's only talking like a, i mean do like a you know three weeks you know yeah. i just don't know that any of us could really take that time yeah I just I don't know but I think yeah I mean yeah, it, like I want to play and I want I, it'd be cool to do like something like that uh, I just don't see it being like a possibility unless something crazy changes yeah but I thought when the pandemic started that was like the end of MBR and probably the end of music for me in general I and think then a lot of two bands came out that. or I guess a band and a record yeah came out of that. yeah Burner State and then MBR wrote well, both of them, both, both, both my pants recorded. So, I mean, that's, yeah. I think we're both burner in, state singles EP available now. <laughs> I think we're both in pandemic baby bands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't imagine like hitting the road full time and trying to, um, like make a living off of that, especially right now, like, especially in state in the state where like, everything's so uncertain, you know, like I really feel for people who, you know, are touring bands by trade, but at the same time, like don't have any other reserves or backup or income when shit like this happens, right. when the pandemic happens, like there were sh shows left and right that were just like, dude, I've had, okay. I've had kill switch and Gates, uh, tickets for Riverside municipal, for two and a half years now, <laughs> it was like, Dang. like, I mean, you know, so, and at some point they sent like a, they sent me like a link. They're like, Hey, yeah, the show's back on. Your tickets are still good. Also, here's like a live stream gig <laughs> for you to enjoy. Like you tune in and I'm like, Hey man, we're adapting. We got to, you know, do whatever we can do. But yeah, yeah so there's like kind of a tangent off. I'll talk. I, I, there was a time right before all the lockdowns happened one of our regulars who actually I haven't seen him in a minute. You know, there's something's Mike. He's cool. 
Um, but he was out there. He uh, he had tickets to go see Rage Against the Machine. I think he, I think it's for like Montreal. Mm. And uh, and then when like things started happening, he's just like, dude, I'm not gonna risk it. I'm not gonna go. And I was like, dude, I'll I'll go. Like yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, give me like. And so I forget what it was because it was something like uh, I forget what the price was for the tickets, but he had two of them, and I was like, dude, I should find someone to go with me. Out of here. Yeah, and like Montreal, like dude, like Montreal is sick. I was like, I love. I loved, uh, I loved going through there, and so like, I remember thinking like, oh dude, this is gonna be, this is gonna be rad. Like I'm gonna get raging, raging machine tickets. I'm gonna see them in freaking Canada, and then the world, the whole world shut down. It's it's crazy because I haven't. Um, I also had tickets to Asley Dying and Whitechapel, um, and Whitechapel. That's those are my boys. You know what I mean? Like, so I was like hitting up Alex like, oh man, come see whatever. <laughs> Um, which shout out to them, man. Like their, their new record rips. Um, Alex is a bit, is a father now. Had a baby. Congratulations. Um, anyways, like, so I had tickets to that and then it was just like, okay, we're not going to cancel the show. We'll, you know, just hold on to your tickets. Things are going to come back. And then like a year later, it's like <laughs> still keep holding on to those tickets. Like it's going to come back. And then like all of a sudden it just goes like, yeah, Ticketmaster just, sent you a refund you know for for this show and i'm like man i'm still a big believer in the super tours yeah or like traveling festivals basically like smaller ones or like or even just festivals in general because i think there's so many bands now coming out of like people want to play yeah and i just think like there's only so many venues and only so many dates and i think like we're gonna start seeing some like cool like really cool tour packages like how do you how do you feel about this big uh, emo festival in in Vegas? <laughs> uh, I mean, it looks fake. It, it looks it's like it's unreal. It looks like Warp Tour from two thousand six. <laughs> but it's, it's it's a Live Nation event, isn't it? I don't know. I think it is. Um, I didn't even, I didn't even bother looking at tickets. I'm like, this thing is so. So tickets tickets were like two ninety five for the basic day. Um, I'm gonna Warp Tour, dude. Yeah. Sneak in. <laughs> And then VIP, yeah, exactly, <laughs> VIP packages. But what what trips me out about it is that like, okay, these are like, it's three state. All those bands are on three stages in one day. So how do you even gauge like, you know, like when, when we were kids, we were at War Tour, we mm -hmm. were like, I'm gonna go see them at this stage, and then I'm the gonna fucking run across. Like, and that was like five stages, like yeah. all over the place. And then the bands were kind of like. You know, like, yeah, you might have a little bit of leeway. You might have to choose between, <laughs> like, you know, am I going to watch Sum 41 or Alkaline Trio? You know, like, shit like that. Dude, but, I saw Anti-Flag on accident because I was, like, I was, like, having to, like, marathon run. This is when Warped Tour was at, like, the Anaheim. I don't know what to call it now. The Honda or the Pond, whatever. Uh -huh, yeah. And, like, I just remember, like, I, Ryan Sears and I were, like, running for days. And then there was, like, this makeshift, like, uh, ring, like, fighting ring. Yeah. And they were playing in it. What? Yeah, it was anti-flag, and we were, like stopped and we're, like sick. Oh, these are sick. Anyway, sorry. So like, yeah, I don't know how they're gonna. I mean, three stages kind of sounds manageable, I think. Three stages, but all those bands are huge, though. It's not like there's like, you know. Yeah, you're right. Nine big bands that are all gonna play on the three different stages, and then all these, you know, little bands. So it's all these bands, three stages, and then now they've they've done, uh, I think, a third day. They open up the following weekend. Mm. Um, 
but it just seems like it's going to be so hard to manage like who I want to watch and you know unless they do it like it's not dead festival which is so sick they had they had like a couple stages but then they had the four headliners for that were uh, I think it was the descendants pennywise no effects and bad religion probably okay. I think it's what it was four bands and so what they did was they had somebody come out and they spun a wheel and it like whatever band it landed on they went first and they spun it oh, again sick. yeah so they, that's how they figured out the the last the, the headliners how they would play and then they were on a they were on a rotating stage so one band would would be playing the other band would be setting up and then when they finished they would rotate it out and oh, it would just start right sick. away it was sick maybe they'll do something like that maybe not I don't know but maybe not <laughs> it's it's the year 2022 yeah they can do anything hover stages <laughs> I remember how sick the future used to look in <laughs> movies from like the 90s and the 80s. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, I, yeah. Fest, I, I, I agree with the with the whole like mini festival, mini tour things. As long as it's manageable. Yeah. As long as it's manageable, I, I, I feel like, like when I saw those tickets go up, because I was a huge fan of like all of those bands, you know, and so I was like. Oh, like I'd get a ticket for this. And then like the more I thought, like I second guess myself, like, am I going to pay like $500 and then just stand there confused and then miss bands <laughs> that I want to see? Cause I don't know who to choose. Like, it's, it's what's the, like I want to see that list. Dude, it, like it's an, it's insane. Like, um, what's it called? The festival? Uh, when we were young. Here it is. Oh my goodness. Yeah, like look at the look at the names on that on that flyer. I'll tell you what bands I don't care to see. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the bands I don't want to see. Dang, okay. I mean I would want to see <laughs> I mean like <laughs> I didn't, I've honestly, I've, I've like, I've given it a scan. Like I saw, you know, like the, I mean, you have, okay. So for what this festival is, you have my chemical romance and Paramore as the two top build acts, which is fair. Right. But Avril Lavigne, right. You have AFI you have the used. See, I, I could live without seeing AFI cause I've seen them mm-hmm. several times. Um, I've seen the used. But there's also artists on ah. here, which I, I mean, I get why, I get why the bands are here mm-hmm. because, Hey, let's make a comeback. But also at the same time, like, which Seosin is this, is this Anthony Green Seosin? I don't know. Cause I would, that would be a must watch for me, I think. <clears throat> but like, I mean, I don't even know that I want that. I'd want to see like Paramore just cause I've seen them. Actually, I'm saying that now, but I think yeah. <laughs> if I knew they were playing, I but I mean, look, him. like you have Silverstein, hey. Story of the Year, the Starting Line, dude, Glassjaw, Glassjaw. That's like a band that whose name I can't read. I didn't <laughs> think there'd be one of those on there. Do you know what that is? This one. This one right here, bottom right, in red. Uh, Good for kidding. them. 
Oh. <laughs> uh. Anyway, it's this is crazy. I. I mean, if you, yeah, and this is such entertaining audio. By I the know. way, <laughs> I know people are like watching us watch and they can't see. Um, but like, so bands like acceptance. Yeah. <coughs> Sick. Starting line. Mm, last week. Um. Yeah, this. I mean, that's cool. This is cool, but I. I guess. Honestly, the only person I, the only band I'd really want to see really like that go out of my way would probably be Avril Lavigne, because I've never seen Avril Lavigne in my life. But everyone else, you know, it, it'd be cool to see, but I don't think I'd. I'm not gonna lose sleep. I don't think. Armor for sleep. Amberlynn. So I have a funny Amberlynn story. So when uh, on Warp Tour, this is when Rick was still in the band. Rick loved Amberlynn. Mm-hmm. And wait, did he love Amberlin, or was I trying to sell him on Amberlin? I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, I can tell you that Rick loves Story of the Year. For sure, he does. <laughs> and when Rick was out of the band, we played beer pong with with them. I like to say we became great friends with Amberlin. No, with Story, Story of the, the year. year. Oh, um, yeah. And so, uh, and I even made a sign. I made uh, Dan, the singer from uh, Story of the Year. He he even he was like down to hold it. It just said, "Hey Rick, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> I showed him. He's like, he's like, I told him, I was like, yeah, it's our, our old bass player." He like left the band to like, you know, get married and you know, yeah. start a career and to stuff. be to be real successful in life. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh yeah, dude, fuck that guy." <laughs> um, to open up cool escape rooms. <laughs> yes. No, but uh, so we went to see Amberlin, and the singer was like struggling, and he said he like he didn't sleep. I forget he said something, and I remember thinking like, "Oh yeah, what an excuse." I have very little pity for bands that are in buses, like yeah. very little pity for them. And so, uh, he was like, and I was like, dang, cause I'd never seen them live before. And I was like, oh, they're not very good. <coughs> I think like the next day we happened to be in the same spot, like trying to like promote MBR. That's what we did on, on work tour and phenomenal. Yeah. He like, got so he just really had like an off night. Yeah. He had a really yeah. off night and he, he sounded so good the next night. I was like, Oh, okay. I get it. <clears throat> Alright, next question. Alright, next question. Uh what do you wish you had been told before touring and signing with a label? I think those are two completely different things. Yeah. Uh I wish I would have been told Yeah, I don't know. What's what? Uh which, what I would have been told like before signing to a label or like just what I wish I would have been told before like doing music uh, before touring and signing with a label before touring um, I think one of the things I think we could have been a little choosier on our tours yeah. um, I think we were just so like I think the fear of like falling out of uh, you know um, relevance like kind of thing and and just feeling like you have to stay on the road like we had, we had the best and we put ourselves in that position to have the best problem, which was staying on the road all the time. Um, I think we should, I think we could have been a little smarter about that. Yeah. Probably how we manage things like, uh, internally. Um, like, I don't know. Uh, the label, we kind of got screwed in our first label only because they changed the, the, um, the who we signed with, uh, it was standby and it was owned by Nick. 
mm-hmm. a guy named Nick. And then he ended up selling the label to this other guy named Neil. And it sucked when Neil had it. <laughs> I remember you being very public about that. Yeah, I didn't care. <laughs> Dude, we say Neil, Neil, you traded in front of him. Really? Yeah, he came to our Peabody show in Cleveland. He's a big dude. He could have probably hurt all of us, but yeah. we, we didn't care. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't I speak know. much on it. I was spoiled. Or, um, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess, uh, yeah, probably just be a little more cheesier on tours. <clears throat> but then, I don't know. I just... Uh, I can't, it would have been so hard. It would have been so hard to tell myself, especially back then, or any of us in NBR back then, to be like, "Hey, let's pass on this." Yeah, you know, could we be like, "Why? <laughs> we have yeah, nothing like, else why? coming up." What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I guess that leads into uh, kind of leads into our next question. Then, mm-hmm. um, are you more vulnerable with singing or screaming, or are you harder on your screams, singing, or lyrics? I mean, my my biggest stress is I want to have the lyrics. I want that to be my the best thing that I do or what I'm known for. I'd rather have that accolade over being a good singer or screamer. Um, so yeah, lyrics, and then after that, like I mean, you know, I don't like screaming. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we're opposite. Oh uh, yeah, I do. If I could just that's why I love Burner State. You're so much fun. Just singing. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, screaming, like when I'm on stage and it's, and it's happening, it's, you know, I'm in it and I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not like, oh, this sucks. Like yeah. I don't like screaming, but I definitely think that when I'm recording, yeah, <laughs> I definitely think that, uh, when I'm like warming up cause I'm like, oh, I don't know. But yeah, I, I mean, I just, I like singing more. I just like singing. Yeah. And so I would, uh, prioritize that or stress that I guess more. Um, screaming for me was kind of just something I just do wish I could do better but so are you more vulnerable when you're singing or when you're screaming I don't I don't know I guess I'm, I don't know singing for me it's singing oh then it would be screaming for me then so I uh, uh, I actually also last week we talked about Jesse dropping bombs and revelations on people had a Jesse drop a bomb and revelation on me that one of the nights we were hanging out uh, and we were a little intoxicated. There was about $100 worth of Jack in the Box in front of us. And Jesse <laughs> was like, hey, you know, uh, uh, Perez said that, um, you know, like he really wishes that you would do uh, some more clean vocals in your music. <laughs> so uh, you, should probably, you should probably consider that. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Jesse. Just so, saying, you know. Jesse saying things again. <laughs> you, you never know with Jesse. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I'd. Dude, singing. I don't want to. I don't want to bring it up right now. But you did. You did. I thought had you really committed to doing that song, your first song from the vocal lesson. No. What <laughs> say it? Ten minutes ago from. Ten Cinderella. minutes ago, from Cinderella. Because his voice is so deep, and so for him to like sing up, sing up there higher. Like, I I didn't hear your voice do that. So I thought it was cool. For what it's worth, uh, I actually enjoyed singing that song. Even if it was uh, a step higher in my range. But then we moved on. We moved on, and I never got to sing the full glory of that song. I, dude, when, we just ask Wendy. She'll go back. <laughs> she'll go back for you, man. So, yeah, for, uh, for those who don't know, Mike and I sing 
Cinderella songs. We sing Disney songs. Mm-hmm. We sing. Um, in our vo- for our vocal lesson, because other because otherwise we wouldn't <laughs> sing them on our own. Because <laughs> we'd never choose to drive together to Raising Cane's and listen to musicals the whole way. One one of the things that I realize when I'm <clears throat> when I'm singing most songs is that I do the higher I do the. You tend to go. I, for the I tend to go for the female part. Yeah. I did a uh, was it falling falling slowly. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, yeah, I was doing the. I was trying to go for the high one, which I have no business doing. But that's just where. That's. <laughs> you you do have a tendency to like go for the high note though. I, we even yeah. talked about this like in the first episode, um, when we were talking about the EP, or the second episode. We we're talking about the EP, and there was a part <laughs> that I was like, "Hey man, like tone it down a little bit." And then you realize yeah, afterwards, I'm doing the harmony. The high. high I'm harmony. doing the high harmony. I'm not even doing like the main verse that will just chalk it up to i was just excited <laughs> it, it, it had been a couple years guys i was a little excited i we, we i listened to the demo that you did like in the bathroom with the headphones and i was like oh yeah he's going for that high one huh <laughs> just <laughs> go for the high one well you know everyone sounds better in the, in the bathroom in the shower so yeah that's good. <clears throat> i went for it um okay so what influences you most in the creative process Mm. The music, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I like. I have. I have themes, kind of like in my head. I have things that I would like to write about. Um, like possible angles I would like to write about for like a topic. But it's not until I hear the song, and then when I hear the song, then I kind of I'll have a, I have a pretty good idea of like okay this is this this feels like it should be this. And so once I, once I feel that in the song, as lame as that sounds, um, then I kind of, I, I know, I kind of know where I'm going, I guess. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know what other, I definitely listen to, I try to listen to like, like rap (laughs) stuff (laughs) when uh, I know we're about to like record this. Cause like, I'm not creative with screaming patterns. And I don't even know why I even do this. Like I do that because Martin or Daniel or someone else in the band will like fix it anyway. They yeah. always give me something cooler. They're like, hmm. Try and then uh, try this. Try why this. Don't you do this. Yeah. Were you trying? To, were you trying to be ahead of it like that? Yeah. Hey man, uh, your timing sucks. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> huh, okay. So you did that. Okay. Let's see. Let's try. <laughs> let's try this. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I just. I don't. If I have music, that usually will get me going. Yeah. I, I, my answer is pretty much the same as yours. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. And then, uh, let's see. Before we get into like the the heavier questions, the nitty gritty. Um, three Lonely Island albums to keep your mind and soul at rest. <laughs> I didn't even know Lonely Island had three, I, uh, I three albums. I just know the one that has uh, like Space Olympics. Like <laughs> <laughs> Space Olympics. Let's see. So there's uh, Turtleneck and Chain, <laughs> Incredibad, the Whack album, and then of course Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. Uh, I've only heard uh, Turtleneck and Chain, and then uh, the second, the Incredibad. Yeah, Incredibad. 
there's there's a couple of really good songs from that movie pop star never stop yeah never stop, oh man. that's right yeah. yeah that's basically yeah, that's the album. Long, basically long island but that movie's so freaking funny <laughs> <laughs> the scene with seal <laughs> they have a, attacked by wolves yeah or like when there's like a random like dick out the window <laughs> yeah. um okay so let's go i'm gonna rearrange these so that they kind of go in and actually no i'm gonna do it this way how do you find value in yourself at the darkest of times without letting negativity take over um i just try to man i try to okay so my my this is probably going to be my answer to a lot of stuff like this like hey how do you get yourself here so for me personally my biggest tool to like pull myself out or at least try to get my mind on a more like positive path is I try to focus on gratitude. And so I have like a list and then, uh, and I go down that list and it's like, it, it, it could be anything from like, uh, I'm thankful for the ability to walk unassisted, you know, that I have vision, you know, it sucks, but I have vision. I can hear, um, I can still, you know, I'm still conscious enough to make decisions for myself. I still have, you know, my hands work, you know, things like that, which they sound, it sounds kind of, like silly, I guess. But uh, if you can really allow yourself to like get in that moment and really think about like how awesome that is, like to have that, because you know. And then from there, I go, I go into other things like um, to the people in my life, uh, and then I go into like becoming thankful for opportunities that I've had, things that I was able, I've been able to do. Um, and so that kind of like that kind of gets me. That kind of gets me uh, out, and I think I'm able to like realize like I'm more capable than I think I am um I don't know I try to you know you you know for any I guess this is kind of an easy one for anyone like right now who's feeling that way it's like we can we can literally say you've survived a pandemic if you're still here if you're still listening to this like you survived you know regardless of what anyone's thoughts are on it like the world shut down like there's people having like there's time when everybody was you know isolated there's world was not what it was um you know if you're somebody that's lost your job and your world has been changed like your life has been changed or ruined but you're still able to still talk about it like you're a you're a much stronger person than you probably even realize and so what was it how do you find value in, in yourself yeah and so like like understand that you know um one of my like i <clears throat> I've been called a conspiracy, like conspiracy theorist, like whatever. <laughs> but one of my biggest, my biggest, uh, hangups with the world is I just feel like everything is trying to tell you how insignificant you are. Everything is trying to tell you how unimportant or how like useless things are. And I understand, like, I understand that kind of thinking can be, can be good in the sense of like, we shouldn't give things that much value, like things that don't really matter. Like, I understand that, but it's like, to not care about like your life or not to like to, to do things because like it doesn't matter you don't matter i think that's like one of the biggest like psyops is to make people feel insignificant and so you know it's crazy that we it's crazy that we even think that like with how insane we are as people we have systems in our own body that have to work with our environment like yeah. you're like people don't realize how crazy special they are so, 
you're a walking like everyone like gives all the praise to these new like that new AIs that are supposedly coming out and like all these like you know Elon Musk's rockets and all these crazy technologies and it's like you don't realize how freaking crazy humans are now and we've been around for how long and we're still able to adapt all these crazy things going on so I think I did go there and go on a tangent <laughs> too bad of a tangent this, this one's kind of uh, this one and actually the next question also are kind of tough ones for me because um, my approach is is kind of different and I'm almost afraid to say it because I like I know that like um, the point of this show is to kind of you know be an open space and like you know and I I've gotten a lot better than that but I think you you know this about me like I internalize a lot yeah. right and I actually like when for me when things are really bad um, I find things to do that are almost monotonous. Like I like I'll go into the garage and I'll do stuff like like an oil change or I'll work on a bike or I'll go like, you know, just just work on a project that I that I know is simple and easy. And like there are times when like and they always say that like that's the most dangerous kind of person. I'll do it with no music, no, no nothing going on in the background, just like just me and my thoughts. Right. And even though like I'm doing something, I'm working on something specific, my mind is just dealing with what I'm going through. And like, I know it's kind of like counterintuitive because we want people to be open. We want people to discuss things, but there are times when like the only way that I can come to terms with it myself is to just do something that I know I'm capable of. And then almost like just, it allows you to work it out in your head. Yeah, work it out in my head to where, like, I'm not just sitting and thinking and doing nothing because that's when it's the worst for me. Like, for me to just sit still and experience my emotions is, like, not only is it difficult for me, but it's so, like, I like that's where it gets completely, like, that's the darkest, right? But if I'm doing something that I that is like second nature to me that I know how to do or that like I, I'm good at, like this doesn't require much thought or effort to be doing this while I'm dealing, like working through everything going on or like even just like, like some of the things that we've talked about lately, like mm -hmm. I've had to have like almost like coming to God moments where I'm like working on one thing, but my mind's not really here. Right. This yeah. is just something to keep busy yeah. while I'm dealing with the thoughts and emotions and Dude, that's that's actually that's actually really healthy. That's like coping. You're 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 using coping mechanisms. Yeah. For yourself, like those, because that's for you, right? Because yeah. that's like something you you turn to. Um, you know, the only, like I think like I think it's I think it is good to be able to like, it get what's inside out. I think that's like why therapy is important and good. Um, but I think also if you're able to have something that's because that. I'd imagine that's also kind of soothing in a way because it, yeah. it helps you. It gives you literally gives you something tangible to do. And then your mind is able to kind of how we were talking about watching movies and playing or playing a game. Yeah. Like it's funny. I didn't even realize that I was, that I do that, but I literally yeah. do that too. And I think it's just another way to focus. You know, I used to love as a kid and I didn't realize I used to love to like draw and listen to music. Yeah. And so, and I think I was focusing more on lyric. I would think I can't draw. 
but I think I was more, it was just more something that I was like really focused on the music, even though I was like doing, you know, a dumb sketch or coloring or whatever it was. But like, yeah, I think that's, that's, I think that's healthier than you think it is. I think the only, the next step would just be like to get, to get it out. But I think if you're able to like, like face it while you're, while you're doing that and you're able to, um, yeah, like it. Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, with me personally, like it might not work with anybody else. And that's that's fine. Like your method may not. As, here's, as long as your method isn't like physically harmful mm-hmm. to yourself or to to somebody else or even mentally, like emotionally harmful to you. Like I think that like everybody has their own ways of dealing with things and coping. Right. Like generally, like I said, like I'll do this and I'll come to terms with it in my head and then I'll turn around and I'll. Like normally when I come to you with something like I've kind of thought a lot of it out. That's cool. Oh, so there's there's been very few times where where I've come like like I said we talked to you and I'm like mm-hmm. what the fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> when I say that like, yeah what I say what I do you know whatever um, <laughs> which also recently I just learned and this is a total side tangent and this is gonna explain my side tangent mm-hmm. there's a lot more to ADD and the reasons why people do things than I ever thought. Like, I always thought that it was just this, like, distracted know, easily. Distra- you're like, you're distracted easily. But, like, there's, like, there's even, like, facets to ADD, like, um, like lying, right? Some people with ADD, and I'm not saying this is everybody, some people with ADD will subconsciously just, like, lie just to appease somebody that's coming at them with things that they don't want to deal with, mm. right? Like, it's like a coping mechanism, or they're, they're not, they're in the conversation with you, but they're kind of also not in the conversation with you. So then they just give you the response that they think you're looking for. Right. So like, they'll just tell you like, Oh, this is probably what they want to hear from me, mm-hmm. even if it's genuine or not. And then later on, when you come back to it and you like address it, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, I never, <laughs> Cause I like, I'm dealing with some of this, like with, with, um, you know, some work stuff and I have to like be very conscious of it because I'm like, oh yeah, that makes total, like, I have to remember that. I have to, you know, makes total sense. Mm. <clears throat> Just like this episode was sponsored by, uh, <laughs> liquid death. <laughs> um, it's water mother. So it's, yeah, it's one of those things that, um, going back to the question, liquid death, <laughs> going back to the question that was sponsored by liquid death mountain spring water. Uh, drinking water from the Alps. The Alps. Viking. <laughs> Viking. Vikings drink this. So the another side tangent, total ADD moment. When I first saw Liquid Death, it was through uh, some people that um, rode Harley's with, rode motorcycles with, right? Um, and I was like, oh yes, water in a can, you know, because we have. The Warped Tour Water in a can was just a monster can with fine print that said Tour Water. So Monster's genius marketing was, let's put water in our monster cans. That way your favorite band or artist is always drinking quote unquote monster, even though it's water. And there was just something about like one of those cans in a cooler full of ice that the ice is somewhat melted. So it's freezing cold (laughs) and you just pull that bad boy out and crack it open that like that slight hint of aluminum taste to mm. it. It's just it's mm-hmm. perfect. So I got excited when I saw like the death and then, um, you know, I would buy cases here and there and then 
I would watch my budget and not buy cases here and there, <laughs> and then I'd buy more cases. I've been rocking with Liquid Death since before it became big. Dude, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm pretty new to the Liquid Death. Before game. it became huge. Um, I remember I'd have to pull out my waters on Warp Tour just so they can be not so cold. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, like we'll, back to the questions, we can finish it off. Mm. Whatever you need to do really to kind of cope with your your emotions or or when times are the worst and are the darkest, like there's not kind of a there's not like a one solution for everybody type situation. Right. You know, I think that um, a, a lot of it for me personally is coming to terms with yourself and and understanding why the times have gotten so dark. Whether it's something you did, whether it's something someone else did, whether it's the scenario you were placed in, whether it's just, you know, the look of the draw or whatever that factor is that kind of sparked this and put you in this place. I think it's really big to try and understand that and to try and find the source of what's causing this. It could be a breakup. It could be, you know, losing somebody close to you. It could be. You know, the fact that you're, you have gray hair and you look older than your older brother, <laughs> whatever the case may be, like you Some, have to, something like that. <laughs> you, you just, you like, I think you have to really come to terms with like what's causing that, those, dark, that darkness in those dark times, which is why therapy is such a huge thing is because if you're not a person who can work to those conclusions on your own that's totally okay like there's reason there's a reason that people one are trained for this or two that there are people that understand and listen to you because sometimes all you need is just to say shit out loud and like work it out like it it might not make sense thinking about it over and over and over your head but the minute that you vocalize it it's almost a different perspective yeah so and I think awareness, just having awareness of how you're feeling, like, like, uh, do give yourself like checks on, on how you're feeling, like whether you're feeling anxious or whatever, or you think you're angry or you feel sad, or even if you feel good, you should always take inventory of what exactly you're feeling and try to try to understand that. So that when, like, if you feel like, you know, like you feel, you know, sad or, you know, or even feel like anxious, like there's things you can try to think about like, okay, this feels like, like I feel, I'm feeling it in my chest. Like I'm having a hard time, you know, get, getting good air or like <clears throat> I'm feeling it in my lower back. Like, like this is like literally for me. I feel, <laughs> I feel it in my lower back. I feel it in my chest. I feel it on my shoulders. Um, and so like there are certain things that like I've learned over time for myself that, uh, if I start feeling certain things, I'm like, Oh shoot, I'm about to have an anxiety attack. Like I kind of, I'm getting, I've gotten to, <laughs> kind of that point where I can identify that and I can, it, it's weird when I, when I feel it coming, I, I feel like I can, I can half the time I feel like, okay, I, I'm going to go on a walk or I'm going to go ride a bike, like I have a home bike or I'm going to go do something or go get coffee. I don't know. Like, and there's other times where it's almost like I just want to be in it. Yeah. And like, and I feel ha- like, I'm happy, but I just feel like I want to just like, oh, I want to slip into this. I want to feel the, yeah. everything that I'm supposed to be feeling. Um, yeah, 
it, like I said, it's different for everybody, but the main thing is, is that you, you work through it. However that may be, however, you know, um, however that manifests itself. Like you just have to, whether it's by yourself, whether it's with somebody, you know, whether it's, you know, professional help or maybe just like somebody close to you that understands you or, or that is just at least willing to listen to you. You know, um, I think that's a big deal. Um, all right. So how do you finally find a way of feeling okay after lying to yourself about what is okay? Wait, can you read it again? So how do you finally find a way of feeling okay after lying to yourself about what is okay? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, fake it till you make it kind of thing like lying like smiling through I think it could be partly that I the way I so the way I interpreted it is like how do you find a fa- a way of feeling okay after you've been lying to yourself about what's acceptable in your life right like are things that are it could be things that are being done to you situations that you've put in like oh, with work okay. for example yeah, yeah, yeah. right like yeah. you know um, you know we didn't really go in depth into this and we can ask this if you want to, but like, so when you first got the job, you thought you were going to have one schedule. And then when you started, it was a completely different schedule Mm -hmm. that like you said, you were planning on going there and then starting to work on your masters. And then with this schedule, it was just like, that's not even a possibility, you know? Okay. And then realizing that, okay, this is going to really change. And then, then you take action. So like, yeah, so how do you finally find a way of feeling okay after lying to yourself about what is quote unquote okay? Yeah. Oh, I, I can do this. Like that's the thing I could, I could have kept doing my job for sure. Yeah. But I just, just felt like it was like I wanted to do, do something else. Move on. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. I mean, I guess, um, you know, I think. Anytime you feel like, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard because I feel like this is easier said than done. And if everyone did this, then, you know, our world would, would look very different. But, it, you know, we really need to like, you really need to take care of yourself and like look out for you and make decisions for you. You know, and I know that's hard because I know some people have like, you know, it's like, well, I can't just like not work because I have a family. Or I know I, I can't just do this because I have this. Like, I understand that. But, you know. <laughs> same time like you know you're what's that? there's like a saying like you can't you can't help an empty cup can't fill another cup i don't know i forget there's a there's a, there's a really it's cool saying, saying. i don't like, know what it is but you know yeah but anyway like if you're if, if you're not if you're not like if you're not uh if you're not taking care of yourself and if you're not careful like you can really like it could get, it could be dangerous, you know, and you should always look out for your safety, you know, like for me, I think that was one of the things that started scaring me was I started to like realizing, I was like, there's some things that I just didn't care about anymore. And I could feel myself starting to get really like callous to certain things. And, and I just know I was like, I don't like, not even that, like, oh, that's not me. I was like, I don't want that to be me. Like, I don't like, I don't like feeling that way. I don't like being that. And so I don't know. I think, man, it's hard. Cause I, you know, again, I want to, the easy thing is like, oh, you know, if you get out of the situation you're in, you know, or, or 
try this or that. But I know in, in some instances, people are, you know, they're, they feel stuck. But I guess I will say as best you can, because you can always change. Like big change doesn't have to have, doesn't have to be a big thing, you know, um, for in some cases, you know, like uh, changing your diet could be could be a massive change, you know, and start small, like, you know, for that, like for someone who's like, I want to eat better. I want to do this and that I want to do. Well, if you have, you know, some people might might not have the budget to go get better meals or meal prep or have the time to meal prep, you know? So then do like small things like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get coffee or I'm not going to drink soda anymore. I'm not going to drink beer. I'm not going to do this. I'm just try to drink water or something, or I'm going to try to drink less or I'm not, you know, there's, there's small changes you can do that can impact things later on. Um, you know, like everybody at some point, like I need to get in shape. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the gym, you know, four times a week and I'm going to do this and that. It's like, or just try going on a walk after work. Yeah. You know, or like, or just try or park further than you would and make that be something you do, you know, or like instead of taking elevator, take stairs. Like there's small things I think you can do to change in your life. And they may, they may feel like super insignificant, but I think if you do enough small changes, it, it becomes, it can, it can have, it can have bigger, bigger, a big impact in bigger ways, I think. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, like you said, like the little things, the little changes, um, it's, it even comes down to like, um, and and I joke about this, but like, it's really serious. Right. And it, and it all ties back to Deion Sanders. You know, you look good. You feel good. You feel good. You play good. Right. <laughs> yeah, true. But, um, so a friend of mine, I'm going to call him out on the show, Andrew, uh, you know, friend of ours. And, um, <laughs> so he was having like, kind of like a, like an identity crisis. Right. I'm, I'm trying to word this like in the most politically correct way possible. <laughs> And I, I told him like, Hey man, like just start by taking care of your appearance. Right. Like he's a personal trainer. He, you know, like he, like he's, he's lost so much weight and he's become so fit at this point that like, you wouldn't notice like the dude that he was before versus now. Mm. Um, but that's like kind of just the first, like one small change that he made. Right. But he was still feeling like, like he still didn't like his own appearance and don't get me wrong. When, once you start lifting weights, you're going to have body dysmorphia forever. Like you're just going to be like, I'm not buff enough. I'm not, my biceps aren't big, like whatever. But, um, so I just told him like little things like, dude, like get regular haircuts. Um, you know, like make sure that you're clothes, like don't go to the gym in sweatpants that have bleach stains and that are torn on the side. Like don't wear shoes that have a hole in the side of them. Like overall, just like make you like, just you don't even have to wear expensive things. Right. Just, just clean nice up things. your appearance and be presentable, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then it started with shoes. Right? I I'm a big fan of sneakers. I've put Mike onto some sneakers. I have uh, shoes I have no business buying. He bought some shoes he had no business buying, but they were they're a phenomenal pair of Air Maxes, right? Yeah. So with Andrew, I told him, I go, look, dude, like, let's start here. It's your birthday. I'm going to buy you a pair of shoes. We'll keep it simple. Like he has, he had a style. Like he would always wear either Adidas superstars or Adidas Stan Smiths all the time. 
and he would wear them until they were literally had a hole on it or like the bottom was flapping and then he'd maybe consider getting another pair. And like, I get it. Shoes aren't for everybody. You don't have to have excessive amounts of shoes. But I still think like, be presentable, right? So I bought him a pair of blazers. I bought him a pair of blazers, simple, low top, clean. Um, they're like the blazer 77s, white with the burgundy check. And we go out to dinner and I go, hey man, like just, um, you know, just put these shoes on and we're going to throw your old shoes away. <laughs> like, cause they're just crusty. Like they're so beat down that like the leathers, you know, like all jacked up there. You could see the cracks all the way down to the underneath leather. And so he's like, it's not going to make that big of a difference. I go, I promise you it will just put the shoes on. You'll feel good. You know? So the second that he puts these shoes on and I go take that shoe box and throw it away, we're walking down this hallway. Now, if you guys have been to Redlands, California, there's this Instagram hallway that everybody takes pictures at, right? <laughs> it's an alleyway. Uh, it's got like umbrellas floating at the top. It's right where we ate uh, the grilled oh, cheese yeah, sandwiches, yeah. The cheese wall. <clears throat> Adult grilled cheese sandwiches. Adult they were, grilled cheese sandwiches. They're manly. Delicious. We should go after this. I'm trying to make those. <laughs> um, so... We start walking down the, the hallway. As he's going to throw the shoes away, he puts them in the trash can. He turns. We keep walking down the hallway. And I kid you not, this very attractive blonde lady, female, chick, I don't know the proper terminology. Woman. Woman. Blonde woman. Blonde woman. So this this very attractive blonde woman. Wait, it's probably not right to say. It's not probably right either. This person with blonde this, hair. This blonde <laughs> person. This very attractive blonde person. You can tell we're children of the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're they're walking down the the alleyway in the opposite direction, and she looks at Andrew. She gives him the up down the one time, and then smiles and pulls her hair back behind her ear. Keeps walking, keeps it cool, keeps the complex, and keeps going. And I'm he's in front of me, I'm behind him, and I'm seeing all this, and I'm just smiling. Right mm -hmm. to me, I'm like, You're so like, I, was, I told you so. So Andrew's excitable, and he turns around, he goes. Do you know that girl? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you have to know that girl. You told her to do that, didn't you? I was like, I swear to you on everything. I have no clue who that was. And it's just, it's like that. Like, that's yeah, not that's that cool. big a deal, right? It's yeah. not that big a deal. But just little wins, little W's, little boosts of confidence. Mm -hmm. That'll just continue to, to build and continue to grow, right? So, like, he's, I mean, now he, after that, he's bought quite a few pairs of sneakers, <laughs> Uh, he's kind of, you know, you've created a monster. I have. He's elevated his outfits, but he started the big thing is he started taking care of himself and he started to like, feel better. Yeah. He started being happy with seeing his reflection in the mirror rather than like, oh man, like no matter what I do, right? Like I'm just that guy, you know? So yeah, it's like, I, I really do believe that it's like little things like that. I think that can just overall be like just caring about what you have. Yeah. And like, you know, yeah. And then to really kind of dive a little bit more into this question, like the, how do you finally find a way of feeling okay after lying to yourself about what is okay? I talked about a couple episodes ago, I'm going through a situation with like one of my best friends in the world um, where our relationships have just kind of gone separate ways. Um, and I actually had, had 
semi repair that like the, that relationship was on a good track. And then I opened up about to them about other things going on in my life. Um, and the mentality there was just like, why would you do, why would you do this? Like, why are you doing it? It's like this whole, like, well, well, that's stupid. Like, what are you thinking? Like, it was just this, you know, kind of like a, a response that I wasn't expecting. Mm. Right. And then that kind of led to another falling out. Mm. And when you deal with situations like that, you know, kind of like you've dealt with this, with these people, you've dealt with people in your life that have treated you one way or that have approached situations one way. And then you start to realize at some point, are you doing this because you love them and care for them so much? Are you okay with them acting this way towards you because of how you feel for them? Like if you apply this to any type of relationship or friendship or anything like that, there's always toxic relationships or toxic friendships or, you know, people that are in your life where like when you take a step back from it, you're like, what am I doing here? Like what, what, like we shouldn't even be friends. But then when you're there and you're in it, you're like, oh, but this is comfortable because this has been this way for so long. It's okay. You know, like th it's okay that things are like this. It's okay that, that they talk to me, like they this. talk to me this way. It's the same thing as like, <clears throat> you have that one friend who always talks shit about everything that you're doing. That's not, th that's not my situation. Mm -hmm. This, you have this one friend that talks shit about everything that you're doing all the time. At some point, are you like, yo, are you actually just like a hater or, yeah. or are you trying to motivate? Me? Yeah. Like, what are you trying to do here? <laughs> and like, if you never see the other side of things where like, they're trying to motivate you and trying to make you better, or they tell you that that's, you know, this is what I'm doing, you know, then at that point, like you have to kind of reassess, like, are, is this good for your mental health? Is this good for your state of mind to have somebody that you consider to be your best friend? who's always shitting on what you're trying to do, you know? So it's, it's things like that. Like, I guess the, the big roundabout point I'm making is like, you have to kind of like the last question, you have to really determine for yourself what's good for you, for, you know, and, and your best mental health, your best case scenario, whatever you can do to improve your life. Yeah. Um, and you have to, you have to accept whether the things that have been going on in your life are okay, like in the question, or if that's something that, hey, this is really not good for me, you know? Um, people are always going to have their opinions. People are always going to have their mentalities. People are always going to think, you know, and in this situation, I don't know if they're talking about relationships, but, you know, if you have somebody who's treating you a certain way and they believe that they're doing the right thing, and then you believe that you're doing the right thing. Maybe this just, there's a reason why yeah. it's not working. Um, and the same, you know, like, like this could apply to so much, like it could apply to abuse. It could apply to work. It could mm -hmm. apply to everything. Like, you know, if you're at your job and you're putting in all this extra time and you're noticing that nobody else is, but then everybody is reaping the benefits of your work. Is this a place that, you need to stay. Is it okay? Like, are you okay with things being this way? Mm -hmm. And what can you do to change or fix your situation? <clears throat>
So I don't, it's, it's tough because really it all stems from, and it all goes back to you. Like, I think there's a lot of power in, you know, being cognizant of what's going on around you and then either accepting it and dealing with it or making a change. Um, but either way, in order to get out of that situation, you have to, you have to make that decision to do that. Yeah. That was my knees. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> Both my knees just popped too hard. Yeah. That's good. Um, no, actually, I, no, I don't want to go on another tangent. I want to say, or realizing that you might be that to someone else. Like, you yeah. might be what might be holding someone back, or you might be what's, you know, you might be the one who, if you don't, that's the thing too. Like, we don't realize when we do things, you know? Yeah. Like, um, when it comes to friendships, fam families and stuff, like, you know, a lot of times like families mean well when they're getting on you for not doing this and that, like in a way I'm kind of going through that. Like right now, like I know, like there's things that are, are, are conversations are being had and I know, I know that I know the intent behind them. So I'm like, it's okay. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, hmm. yeah, I don't like, you know, I wish it wasn't quite this way, but I see where you're coming from. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, that's difficult. But I guess yeah, like you said, it comes down to the person. It comes down to what are you willing to be okay with until you need feel like you need to change, move yeah. on, or you know, or yeah. I mean that. I mean it's kind of like the quote that we brought up earlier, um, and it it does apply. Um, <laughs> there's actually two quotes that that apply, but the second one is more, um, you know kind of sarcastic but um you know the one i read earlier which basically is just saying that like you don't know if you're the villain in somebody else's story right. you don't like you may see things one way somebody else may see, see things completely differently um and you know that, that's like at my work you know these kids like there's certain things that like we know they were doing like we know like for like when they use like you know when they're high and stuff like they're not supposed to, but we can't, unless we see them doing it, we can't stop them. Right. And so like, uh, when the kids was like, uh, we, we'd go to the skate park and one of the kids was like, Hey, can you not stand over here? Or like, do you have to report everything you see? I'm like, yeah. And he was getting upset. And I was like, I can do with you being upset with me. Like, this is for your, you know, like I'm, it's really for your own. It's, yeah. Trying to do for you. Like you're the one who wants to go back, you know, be reunited with whoever and, so I'm I'm okay I'm okay with them being mad at me for <clears throat> helping them get to where they're trying to go, even if they don't see it that way. Yeah. Um, so and then that brings me to this quote. <laughs> um, it's Keanu Reeves. Yes. And it says, "I'm at that stage in my life where I keep myself out of arguments. Even if you tell me one plus one equals five, you're absolutely correct. Enjoy." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, hopefully that answered the question. I know that, like, once again, we like to go on ADD tangents. <laughs> the Mike Press Hell Check and then the Mike Alcibar ADD corner. I like to think we just like to chew on things. <laughs> um, all right, so let's end. We got one more question. Let's end with this. Cool. Um, what's your all-time favorite song to just forget everything and just all go all out? Hmm... That's hard. 
because I feel like I can do that. I can go all out for anything if yeah. I'm good. Yeah. If I'm angry, if I'm sad. <laughs> um, So one of mine, I'll, I'll give you one of mine. Um, it is a, <clears throat> it's an older song. It's a, it's a rap song, and it really has nothing to do with emotions or feelings. Uh, it's um, it's um, it's a UGK and Outkast song, um, international players anthem. <laughs> Just because. Which one's that? Let's see. Let's see if I can play it if, if we don't get in trouble. So there's just something about this song. I like. I remember when I first heard it, like forever and ever and ever ago. Um, I just thought that the storytelling was so funny because it's like, you know, the dudes in Outcast like you know here's Andre 3000 talking about like I'm giving up all the hoes and I like I'm, I found the one and I'm starting a life you know whatever and then it's like all the homies talking from like the player aspect or like you know just like um, hey man like just remember like be careful because you know like things things get a little crazy out here <laughs> um, I don't know like I, for me it like I said it has nothing to do with emotions or 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 health but I really love that beat and then it's just one of those songs that I've just like I could rap start to finish and just it's just to me the song is so fun that I just kind of zone out whenever it's on I just like, crank it up in the car and like start rapping it I, so I have really I don't know I'm, I feel like it's just like spare the moment like I have like really yeah. random ones like there's there's really random uh a band called The Living End, mm-hmm. and they have a song called Fly Away. Okay, and I don't know if that's more. I just like I really like singing along to it. I think it's like what makes it so fun for me. Um, uh, regulate. Oh, regulate. <laughs> it's like that's like one of my. I don't know. I feel like that's like in any moment for me. Song sometimes I'll just like bump that. Probably yeah. probably weird to some people who are like, what the. There have been random times at my house where maybe we're barbecuing, we're just hanging out, and then and the TV's on. And normally, like when everyone's here, we just throw on YouTube, and it'll just be a random playlist of songs and music. And always, at least once, every time, Mike is like, "Hey, can somebody put on regulators? <laughs> can somebody put on regulate?" <laughs> it does. Oh, uh, one of the, one of the fun activities we do with the the kids before I left. Uh, we went we went roller skating. Uh, I rollerbladed. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do the two and two. I can, but uh, but I I I, I rollerbladed. That's that's who I am. Um, and so every time I went by the DJ, <laughs> I would yell, "Play regulate!" <laughs> like every time I went by him, I would scream that. And then uh, did he finally play it? No, he did not. <laughs> But every time I went by, I was, I was like screaming at him. But um, yeah, I don't know. I have di- I have different ones. There's like, like so there's like Chicago songs. <laughs> I'll bump. There's Beach Boys. It it all depends on my mood. I think. Yeah. You know. Um, 
There's an old AFI song I really like that gets me. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That's a, that's too hard of a question for me because I feel yeah. like I can. I feel like I can go anywhere with that. So Maroon Five, Maroon Five is like really like calm, like calming for me. That's the go-to karaoke jam. Yeah, songs about Jane. That album is like perfect, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Adele. I can play. Like, dude, always be my baby is probably one of my. It's got to be up there as like one of my favorite songs. I think. Which, uh, I'm saying this too, both them have many people. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of songs, many songs, many songs. Um, have heart. Sometimes I'll just go hard and have a heart. Yeah. Going to like old stick to your guns sometimes. Yeah. Uh, definitely older ghost inside for me. Yeah. Um, older ghost inside songs. There are a few that I remember. Um, remember, I think of old ghost and I think of provoke. It's <laughs> like my introduction to them. I think there was a song, and I don't want to get the song name wrong, so I'm gonna look it up. It was off of Returners. Um. I think it was Chrono because I think it had Matt Brusso on it mm. from Barrier Dead. Like the conflict with Tommy from Sleeping Giant. Ah, that sounds good too. <clears throat> um, but there, I remember um, listening to that song um, and listening to the lyrics, and uh, I was I was dealing with I forget what I was de- I was dealing with something like like I was having a meltdown about like losing my job right because i think i had just quit my job at the law office at the time to tour and then through quitting my job my relationship was also falling apart um and uh and i was just like what am i doing like am i doing the right thing like you know like that mm-hmm. that hard decision of like like i'm just throwing my whole life away to <laughs> you know like do this yeah. um and uh, I remember listening to Chrono and like the whole thing, um, like that, looking forward for a taste of things to come. I can't see familiar faces on anyone. Life mm. is trying to pass me by, but not this time. I'm not afraid. Whatever. I, I remember this opening the door, opening the door here, people. <laughs> I was in the old house. I was in the old house. Uh, I was taking a dump. <laughs> Oh, and, literally open the door. Okay. Yeah, I was, <laughs> the door was open. No one else was home. This is one of the rare times no one else was home. So taking a dump, I had headphones in, and I was just listening to that song, and I just sat there listening to it over and over and over again. And I remember texting Dave and being like, "Dave, you need to listen to this song. Like, this shit has me like emotional right now. You have to listen to this because like this is how I feel right now." I remember texting him, and he was like. What are you doing? And I was like, nothing, Dave. Nothing, listen to Dave. The song. Just listen to the song. <laughs> well, yeah. So that, yeah. Then that's cool. Man. It's definitely, definitely interesting times. Changes from Tupac is probably another one that gets me. Did I remember recording changes um, on a cassette, waiting for it to come on the radio? Oh, dude! And legit, hitting record. To the whole generation of people that don't know, they don't know <laughs> no what that's clue. like. Waiting, and it was all like the censored version. Fucking afternoon for us. 
Dude. Oh, yeah. The Central <laughs> version. Yeah. Um, or it was, uh, at least for rock music, I think it was like, I think it was X103.9. Mm-hmm. Where like, I think like after nine o'clock, they they would play the uncensored versions or something. Or maybe it was six months. I don't know. One of those stations. It was like, I thought it was later than that. Like after 11. Or maybe like 11 or something. Yeah. But yeah, people, oh man. I remember that too. For I remember doing that for Green Day. Green Day was like my first band that I did. <laughs> Green Day and Ace of Base. <laughs> Ace of Base. Oh man, dude! I had <laughs> I had a tape, a mixer that I made my I made my fully aware of what I was doing. I mean, it had it had it had a set on it. Okay. It had Pearl Jam. Ironic. Uh. The, well, that Jagged Little Pill, like okay. songs from that. And so, and then it had, it had on, on both sides, because I liked it so much, it had the Mortal Kombat song. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I just don't want to just turn the, it around. The, yeah. Yep, the one, just... And that's all. Moral <laughs> with the laser, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it had some dialogue. Uh, men, men, or men, yeah. Women defend their own worlds. And then just, just stated their names, Luke. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's amazing. Um, okay, last question before we jump off here, just because Dallas literally just texted me this. What's a good name for a gelato shop? <laughs> you know what? I know this is not crazy. I've only had gelato, I think, once or twice in my whole life. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's just like extra sweet and creamy ice cream, right? Uh, I think well, gelato ice cream. I don't know. <laughs> gelato flavor. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, your ideas, man. Yeah. I know. I got to think this one through. I'm going to think about it, and I'm going to come back to you guys next week with my new gelato shop. There we go. And that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for rocking with us. Uh, thank you for listening, tuning in. Please, once again, send out any questions that you have, walkingblindpod at gmail.com. Uh, hit us on the Instagram, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, and comments. I had a are really we on cool. Twitter? We should be. I don't on think Twitter. we are. We should be. You're so big on Twitter. Why aren't we on Twitter? I'm not. I'm active on it. Comments, uh, Instagram, email. Yeah, com- comments. I had a really good. I had, Only fans. Uh, one of my friends sent me mm. her. She was disagreeing with me. Really? On uh, About tattoos. Ooh. But, but she was basically telling me why she thought. And I actually, it, I agree with her. Because she's say? saying, she's saying like she has tattoos that even if she regret, like, she doesn't see them as regrets because she would just see them as whether they're good or bad as like a time in her life. And she thinks of it. That's fair. You know? And I was like, I, I was like, I get behind that thinking. Yeah. But I know for a fact that not every, <laughs> like there's people who have stuff that again, I'm like removed or they're, you know, but I, I but I like that. All, all, all that to say is I appreciate when people like want to have more, more discussion on like things we've talked about or like hearing, yeah. hearing your like, you know, again, I want to get back to the community aspect of what I would like for this to be at some point is to hear, you know, we, we share our opinion. We get questions. We share our thoughts. It'd be cool to hear your guys' yeah. thoughts too. So, yeah. If there's ever anything that sparks debate or interest or anything, what songs get you going? Yeah. 
Um, so just to end the show, Dallas, in his total dad nature, said gel dash lotto, gel lotto, five dollars a scoop. But if you want to pay three, you get the lotto choice. You're still gonna get a scoop, but it's gonna be whatever's not selling that day. <laughs> it's quote unquote random, but realistically, it's like ordering the donuts nobody likes. That's cool. I think there. I forget what bar. There was a bar we were at. I feel like it was in the Midwest, and it's something like you just you just uh it's like a raffle you put in you put in like five bucks or it's a line i think i think it's like you're in your your five bucks is in line and so if the bartender messes up a drink then you can get it Mm. or something and so you might it might be like you know someone oh someone didn't order this bud light and so yeah so you paid five bucks for a bud light that's probably like two bucks or yeah you know somebody didn't want this like whiskey concoction yeah yeah. And so you got a discount. Anyway, whatever. I don't know. What uh, Dallas just asked, where can I listen to this podcast? I'm a little offended. Wow. Dallas. Wow. You can listen to it though at uh, walkingblindpod at gmail.com. You can email us or you can listen to it on uh, Spotify, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's on Google Podcasts, Acast, YouTube. Wherever the case may be. So make sure you guys like, follow, and subscribe us on any of those. And uh, yeah. We'll see see you guys guys next next week. Love you guys. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.